Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 93, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries fuck. and fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, August 1st, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Nickelodeon Jack. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Main, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, you simply must, oh, Italy. Oh, you simply must, oh, oh, Tuscany. Uh, thank you. That is one of the beginnings of a Italian-inspired, can't go for that, aka, about a place that is so beautiful that it boggles the mind. Now, thank you very much to Clayton Barnes at Taxi CR for that one, and thank you for everybody who has those can't go for that, uh, AKAs. Trust me, I'm getting through all of that. I will do multiples of Holland Oats. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian Casey Lay. Lie. Lie. It is live, but thank you. How are you guys doing? It's nice to be here as a representative of Coke Industries and a (laughs) future correspondent on Fox News. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? Future correspondent. correspondent. They could get cool. Yeah. (laughs) Get up. I could be the token gay on Fox News. Just... The worst gay person in the world. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Has there what, been? Like, what would that be like, though? If like, I'm sure there's a gay. Oh, Shep Smith is gay. Right, but yeah, he, yeah. But I guess he's not doing what they would want him to do. Like, really gay it up for us. Yeah. No, you mean a minstrel. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, if the money's right in this economy, come on. <laughs> I would never in my life um, uh, go on Fox News unless to be like one of those like contrarians, you know, who just gets shouted shouted down. Right. Goes viral, uh, just shitting all over whatever. Shep Smith or whoever. Uh, yeah, but poor Shep Smith, he's trying so hard um, to be like somewhat of a voice of like journalistic reason, and instead right. he's on a channel that uh, is bringing us further towards authoritarianism. Yeah. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. Good How morning to you, sir. Good, I'm pretty right? good. Um, I had a really nice uh, day up until getting caught in stereotypical LA traffic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about it. Nah. We've been we've been running across town for We're running all, all over week God's this damn week. creation. That's Every- why. Yeah. Today is actually gonna be a little bit of a short one. It's okay. a shorty. Yeah. Um, everything is worse when it's 95 degrees outside. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Is it 95 outside? I don't know. It yeah, feels, like, feels it. like it. You know, when you're sweating because you're late to be at a thing you're supposed to be <laughs> right. at. Oh, it's 95 degrees. Worst. How are you guys doing? Uh, just exactly like you just described. Cool. Yeah, that's how we're doing. Traffic, heat. Traffic. Loving it. Sweating. Heat, late. And uh, burgeoning authoritarianism. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Casey, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a cool. moment. But first, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. Uh, Woodstock, over. Debate recap. We're going to do one. Uh, I can't keep this cadence going. But uh, we're also going to look at Moscow. We're going to look at... Uh, more normal details out of the world of Jeffrey Epstein. Equifax just being the worst. Uh, but first, Casey, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, probably the most recent um, revealing thing. Normally, it's just like, did you see that a twink is suing the uh, gay porn industry for sexual harassment? And it's like, that's no one cares about that. But what <laughs> I, <laughs> no. it's a little niche. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, Googled, um, can you get a heat stroke from hot yoga? Uh, and? You can. Um, you can get a heat yeah, stroke from a lot of things. I yeah. got heat stroke from hot yoga. 
I got really? like a summertime flu. Whoa. And I was a little like worried uh, that, uh, I don't know, it was just like, it was weird, but I did hot yoga because I don't normally do it, but it's super hot outside and, and I had like a free pass to a thing. So I was like, now would be the time to do it. Right. right. And um, it, it's like, I don't know if you guys do, I do, look, I do yoga. Okay. Sick, <laughs> Whatever. Sick, you know, I do yoga, I gotta have that tight bod. <laughs> and uh, peace of mind, you know what I mean? But um, I never do hot yoga and I did it on like a super hot day recently. After s- coming off of a flu? Sweats, no. Okay. No, no, no. Prior. I was feeling good. I was okay. feeling fine. I was Got like, it. I'm, I'm good at yoga. I do any yoga and did it. And um, they really cram you in. It's all really the craze. This could be like an overrated too because yeah. it's like a real craze. But I literally um, did it, I sweat so much. I was miserable the entire time. Like I'm a sweaty person in, in general just sure. to begin with. And then Me I too. just like sweat like a bucket right. and a half of my um, immune system, I guess. And then I just like started to feel sick. And so it was just a very odd sickness and I was feeling very healthy otherwise. And I probably overheated my body to about 106 degrees. Oof. Um, How hot do they keep it in there? They keep it... Uh, Is that set or it's like, hey man, whatever, we just crank it up. No, right. I think it's like not up, upper 90s or whatever. And then that on top of the fact that like you have all this body heat in there right. and um, just a real fucking... Is there anybody who's like, you're not doing yoga well enough, we're cranking it up 10 more degrees? Yeah. I that... think that maybe, I think, um, I, I, I'm i sure there are people like right. that. I'm sure there are real, like, and, and this was the kind of place where I felt like they were just like punishing men. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it was, uh, it was real. But so yeah, I made myself sick for two days. I had like a weird fever and it was, it was heat stroke. It's oh, a real no. thing. It's kind of dangerous too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard that like there really isn't that, the benefits aren't exactly that much different because it's so hot. From hot yoga? Right. I think you're allowed, I think it like limbers you up more. Sure. And I right. think that you can get into those like deep, fully actualized poses that cool. like just as losers doing cold lo- yoga right. can't do. <laughs> right. Um, but it was not worth it. And uh, thanks to the internet, I realized that I made myself sick with exercise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hey. do Koyo, only Hoyo. You know what I mean? No, Hold do yo. Koyo. Do Koyo. Regular uh, Froyo. Koyo? Froyo. Okay, so we're down with yeah, Froyo, Koyo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoyo. Fro-yo. Not really. Yeah. Frot yoga? Is that what that is? I mean, Frozen depends on your mental Frozen state. Frozen yoga. You know? Yeah. Um, what is something you think is overrated? This doesn't sound weird. Gay athletes, um, <laughs> gay male athletes. This is why. Because so, did you see this news article about um, this uh, uh, gay foot uh, soccer player, international soccer player who's going to come out? Yeah, like a sort of anonymously had, anonymously yeah. talked about it. He uh, picked up the um, Twitter handle "gay footballer," so he was leaning into being a gay footballer. And then he said he was saying he was like this big football player, and, and then the BBC was saying that they had been interacting with him via online that they were going to there was going to be this big coming out story of this like kind of internationally famous person he ended up bailing on it then he deleted his twitter account and then he just disappeared and so people were were saying it was a hoax this person was saying that um he got cold feet or whatever and there isn't like a current athlete a major male current athlete who is out right and so what gay gay people are so like thirsty for that type of representation that we will one latch onto what is clearly like an internet hoax right you know and then two (laughs) like we will elevate any gay male athlete at any level to like superstardom, like cover boy, right. um, famous, and they have, and they're, and they're, you know, they're like, can you name the biggest gay male athlete that you can think of who's currently playing? Like a team sport? Any. No. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say Johnny Weir. Yeah, Johnny Weir. Sure, sure, sure. But he's not current. Adam Rapon, um, yeah. you know, but I even think, I think he's retired from like uh, uh, amateur competition. But, it, but, but um, my point is, 
is going to be this is kind of like compared to lesbian athletes who are unabashedly out and gay right. not worrying about right. the consequences and to the point of like winning worldwide championships in hearts and minds and getting into Twitter fights with Donald Trump and like yeah. like that's like there's something I mean I understand what gay athletes have to lose but also like the fan base and the support that they would receive seems to be so um, like vast that they could have the chance to be like an international superhero instead everyone is just still in the closet yeah right. well I think it's just you know do you think it has to do with just being around other men and just like that toxicity of sure like, yeah that kind of, like whereas women it might be a little bit easier but we're told that I don't feel I, I feel like um, because it hasn't been done there is a lot of fear about it and it's hard to be the first that being said sure. like i think that the world has changed enough you know i mean but yeah for sure there are yeah. like major issues but it I just remember, takes a yeah in england they were even saying there were a lot of players who were like i wouldn't care if my teammate was gay right. a lot of managers were like it wouldn't matter they're right. like i think it's the supporters that would probably bring the most static to the whole thing. Right, but the supporters are already racist monsters anyway. Yeah, right. so like, and then I think depending on the club, like if and if the supporters, yeah, are fucked up, then yeah, they might not be as open to it and others might be like, yeah, so what? It's fucking sure. 2019. Like what? I, I just think that in all of the decades that we've had uh, the gay liberation movement, the fact that there hasn't been like one major male sure. athlete out, you know? Right. Because like, they all come out after the fact. And even right. then they're not like that good at baseball. Right, or Jason Collins. So you want that, like John you want Amici. the LeBron games. Of... I want a LeBron games. <laughs> yeah, you know, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, people talk about it being like the Jackie Robinson of like gay athletes, but Jackie Robinson was like the best player in the league when he broke that barrier, and, and like they were like, "Fine, you can play because you're so good." <laughs> right. So yeah. that's what would need to have him for the person to be so as significant. Get off the under the overrated gay list uh, uh, lists, gay athletes, and come out and get on the underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, exactly. Uh, what is underrated? What's something you think is underrated? Um, well, I know I have an underrated, and I have to think about it um, really quick. Maybe it was lesbian athletes. Okay. Um, as a result, <laughs> maybe I got ahead of myself with that. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, I had one other thing, but I can't remember what. Lesbian it was. athletes need to be celebrated. That there were some great celebrations. Just women in, ge in, yeah. in general, like female sports in general, lady sports in general, women's sports in general. I don't know why it took me three tries. Uh, <laughs> but um, because, like, again, like, is it Megan Rapone? Rapino. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even know how to say her last name. <laughs> but in a sense, you didn't know how to say my last name, Jack. So, I know. <laughs> so that's all right. Uh, but yeah, like, they're international superstars. But here in America, we they get a ticker tape parade in like a couple of days' news and then get back to not being paid enough money for what they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and that's the funny thing. Like there are so many, uh, like women who are athletes that are so dominant in their sports yeah. too, that like it's, you can look around and find like some just amazing. Just Serena amazing. Williams is maybe the best athlete of all time. Yes. One of them. Yeah. It's crazy. Agreed. Uh, Who's what, the other one? Who's the other? Who would be the other greatest athlete of all time. That's a woman or just of all time. I would put up her and I mean, Rick Smith's yeah. from the Pacers. Really? You would, man. No. Smitty? No. You're such a sucker for white guy players. Uh, Wasn't he Dutch? The Duncan Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. mean, you got Serena it. Williams, Rick Smits, boom. We put him up there. <laughs> boom yeah. and boom. What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, so I went into the 7-Eleven the other day to buy snacks because I was a little bit high. Mm. And um, I bought um, pretzels with peanut butter in them. And I was going to get like the 7-Eleven brand. Mm -hmm. And... I was just like, all right, yeah, that sounds delicious. I don't want to eat all the rest of this crap. Like maybe if I had like a vegan jerky or something like that. But instead I was like, I'll uh, 
just get these. And then I down below, I saw another bag of pretzels um, with peanut butter in them, but they were like $2 extra. And the bag said like farm to bag. And so <laughs> oh and it was like gosh. organic. And I was like, okay, I need to um, get these. Wait, so um, they were right off of the pretzel farm? They yeah. were right off the pretzel farm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah, off yeah, the yeah. vine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, vine ripened Big pretzel. pretzel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big pretzel has gone organic. And then I went to get another snack because I decided that was enough. And it was like a fig um, uh, cookie. It was like not a fig Newton, but it was called fig and fruits. Uh. And um, it was, uh, I don't know, the bag uh, attracted me. And then so I go up to bring my organic pretzels and peanut butter and fig and fruit to, mm. you know, my high munchies to mm-hmm. like uh, the 7-Eleven counter. There's like a group of kids and they're all like, getting like your standard 7-Eleven stuff, like big gulps and slurp, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this moment of being ashamed about my 7-Eleven groceries, and it was from this like- 7-Eleven groceries is even- and I, and I really pinpointed though, it was from this place of I think like internalized homophobia, where oh. I was like, oh, what a like gay lo- old loser I am. Please. Oh, no. With like, these kids just getting their like, you know, like like carefree fucking- like monster like, energy slurpee. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I w- and I guess the myth is that like, um, regardless of how do- well you're like doing in your life and like advancing and all that stuff, you still can like, Bring your you can you, you can overcome internalized homophobia. Yeah. yeah, like it still exists. Like these things that got me down when I was like thirteen still sometimes creep up into my head. Oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, you know? internalized racism, all that shit sticks yeah. with us. And yeah, that's. But I'm glad you stuck through with it. Yeah, I brought them. You brought them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, if anyone good, wants good. some farm to fucking bag pretzels, I wish. I thought you were gonna farm say to like table. I looked on. I looked on the back of the bag and I realized it's from the same fucking place as the Seven Eleven <laughs> ones, and I'm I still sure paid two more. It, I'm sure that it is any wow. like pretty bag, but um, that has sorghum in it. But I will say the crunch is like extra crunchy and it's light and crispy in a way that I was like, oh yeah, that's um. That's worth the two bucks. Better? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, feels yeah. farmy. I feel healthier just psychosomatically, I suppose. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock 50 uh, is already over? Official. Oh, man, well, it was no, like yeah. just the other day we were talking about how it was going to come. Came up. and it was went. coming up. August 16th, 17th, and 18th. I mean, this lineup, The Killers, Miley Cyrus, Santana, Lumineers, Tours, Dead & Company, Chance the Rapper, Black Keys, Sturgill Simpson, Jay-Z, Imagine Dragons, Halsey. I mean, it goes on and on. Wow, it was supposed to be August 17th. So it was coming up. Yeah, completely now canceled. They just canceled the show. Well, before, you know, we were talking about how they lost the venue, and they're like, yeah, I guess we'll take it to Columbia, Maryland, because that's like Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, you know, Meriwether Post Pavilion. That's good enough. And that's when, like, Jay-Z pulled out. And then recently they had more problems, and Santana left, Miley Cyrus, Fogarty. Like, people just started leaving and leaving, and then finally they're like, yeah, I uh, I think this is it. This is done. Someone okay. actually, I think, intervened. I hope. I'm hoping there will be a documentary. Well, we'll know what the yeah, fuck happened. Every here. generation needs a fire festival. Yeah, right. so exactly. The old ass boomers got theirs. Yeah, I was wondering if this is because of the fire festival documentaries that somebody like in the Woodstock thing just like turned everyone was like, guys, wait, wait. This is like fire festival. We're fire festivaling right now. Yeah. We need to it, shut the fuck up. <laughs> hopefully it was like it got it was one of the guys uh, who was like, "Hey, you're going to have to go have sex with that person to <laughs> save the festival." And the guy was like, "You know what I'm not going to do is do yeah. that." You know? I'm not sucking this dick ain't for Woodstock. This ain't the 60s, bro. Like <laughs> sex ain't free. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I'm so, you know, I think a lot of the artists though, they do still get like 10% of their booking fee and I think they were saying like they were asking that they donate 10% of it to charity or they get to keep some of their fees but they're saying like will you donate it's like 
what what are you trying to do? Like you fucked up. It's Woodstock over. Woodstock said that. Yeah, they were asking. Well, because uh, the maybe organizers they yeah. were planning on donating some of the proceeds to charity, and so they're like, "Hey, oh, guys, right. hey, um, sorry, we, we feel better about we our triple fail. fucked up. Yeah. Can you crazy. also give your money to charity? But I mean, I'm sure with artists that are that big, I you'd imagine they wouldn't have a problem doing it. I'd imagine dragons they wouldn't have a problem doing <laughs> wow. it. Wow. Uh, I'd imagine I never want to go see a dragon festival <laughs> at Woodstock. Oh boy! You would think I just imagine just like I don't know Bob Dylan being like, "Fucking imagine dragons, imagine yeah. dragons, <laughs> imagine old dragons yeah. down on the road, <laughs> imagine dragons." Uh, the rest of this episode will be Bob Dylan impressions. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and the debates, the Dems were back on the stage the last Dems night. The Dems were back in Dems. town. Dems are back in town. Yeah, in Detroit, doing mm-hmm. their thing. Uh, yeah. That the media was basically sort of like leading up to like, fucking moderates versus radical leftists. Right. The get center ready, will commies. win. Right. You're about yeah. to get your ass handed to It you. was weird. Yo, the whole fucking structure, I didn't watch it, the whole thing. I watched maybe 40% of it, and then obviously like the highlights. But like the beginning was so long winded. They had like Monday night football type shit where like the candidates like stepped into the frame and they're like Elizabeth Warren. Really? Yeah. It was like all this dramatic light. Ohio State University. Exactly. She's like Elizabeth Warren, um, Oklahoma. Or whatever she was gonna say. Right. But yeah, like and then they had everybody shake hands and there's like a color gra- it was the most the biggest waste of time that like they didn't actually get to the actual debate for like twenty three minutes or twenty five minutes or some shit like that. And then on top of that, you had Jake Tapper like cutting everyone off because like only fi- hi, this is a complex policy question. You have fifteen seconds to respond. Right. Seriously, like the people kept getting to this point where they were like, uh, and this is my plan. And the first thing, and okay, okay thank you, time, Senator. Time, thank you, enough time. Thank right. you, Congressman. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Governor. Um, Guys, people tuned in to watch me interrupt you. Right. So I'm going to ask you to shut the fuck up. People watched me to normalize and platform Richard Spencer, a fucking Nazi on yeah. CNN, like yeah. a couple weeks ago. That's when I was like, dude, these this CNN's so fucked now. Tap, tap, taparoo. I will say that people did kind of like, I feel at least finally things are taking shape. You know, I feel like uh, Elizabeth Warren offered like a knockout blow to that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we got that because you know that was like the one great thing. I was like, man, Elizabeth Warren, she's in Detroit too. Like, there's a lot of people of color there who she also needs to convince. Yeah, and she did pretty good. She was feeling. uh, She fucking might just play this. Play this uh, crime footage of this murder. So I think Democrats win when we run on real solutions, not impossible promises. When we run on things that are workable, not fairy tale economics. Building infrastructure, creating jobs, improving their pay, Thank you, creating universal health care, lowering drug prices. Senator we can Warren. do it. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. Hard one, too, from the Cherokee kid right yeah. there. Yeah, I know. Bang, bang. <laughs> She's like, here, yeah, uh, over here, sir. Over here. Over yeah, here. I just have one sentence that's going to completely demolish. Just shell the, the stage right now. The rambling answer that you just gave. And, you know, and for John Delaney, too, who we were talking uh, maybe, I think, last week about how it, within his own campaign, they're like, yo, you need to quit. Yeah. Like, this ain't happening. 
Right. And I know this is probably the last debate he's going to qualify for anyway. Yeah, he. I think um, there's a couple of people there on there that were clearly won't be back. Like Hick and Looper won't be right. back. He just like seems to be deflating. Like, but he's and he and I actually like him more. It's it's interesting how this whole thing goes. I actually like this Montana governor Steve Bullock too because he's like clearly got a lot more oomph and like uh, chutzpah and actual policy ideas more than just like kind of broad strokes like a Delaney or a Tim Ryan. Sure. Like, why are they running? Steve Bullock is running because he's because America been the loves governor. a moderate, bro. Yeah, come and, on. Yeah. And, and like Austin Bison are fighting back in Montana, and he's like the probably the governor of most of uh, bi- the bison in America. And I don't know if you've seen, they've been like fucking up kids left and right. Yeah. And they're just like fighting oh, for their rights. Yo, oh, yeah, 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 there's yeah. a video of this girl yeah. getting fucking so yeah, 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 yeah. I'm full on like flipped off your feet, like ragdolled. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yo, I don't I never wish, I never wish injury upon children, no, but no, no, it's no. the internet, and I will treat that as a meme that is not real life. Bison are patient as fuck because they got they had some poor treatment for a little while. There. Oh, yeah. I will yeah, say. You're decimated. I'm never mad when an animal, especially an endangered animal, like even like kills someone. I'm sorry to say it, but it's just like one of those things where they get their due. They're wild animals. Yeah. We're all up in their grill with our phones or whatever, you know, and our like global warming. And so, oh, they fight back a little bit. And yeah. I'll say that if I if I get if I got fucking taken down by like a shark, like I deserved it. <laughs> The, the other, other the sh- you know, the shark. I feel like the other notable thing uh, was Bernie Sanders <laughs> with the "It's my damn bill." I wrote the damn uh, bill. I wrote the damn bill. I don't. Oh uh, yeah, throw my hands up. Yeah, Go fuck he yourself. Was, he was on it. Yeah, he was spicy. And like those were the reactions that like everybody who I heard talk about the debates had to them. Uh, except for this Politico article, which was like their top level uh, analysis. And the analysis was, it's a center-left party after all. Sanders and Warren kept their voices, but a parade of centrists finally found theirs. What the fuck were they watching? Uh, also, Politico's analysis is fucking trash. The reporting's fine, but like the opinions out of there, I'm like, yeah. please Anyone sit who down. Come, they skew conservative, I think. They went in saying that they wanted to be the ESPN of politics. Like, that is the wackest yeah. fucking uh, mission it's statement I can imagine. Bullshit. But- yeah, I I don't know people who are criticizing them or who expected uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to get taken down a notch last night. I feel like the logic I always hear them using assumes that they like cheated to be in the lead, like that they're just right. that they are being puffed up by like Twitter followers or something like that, like that because everybody's. Uh, liberal on the left and uh, the real world is not Twitter. So they're, once they get out there, they're going to have to face like some harsh realities. And it's like, no, they're winning. Like a they're lot of these people, the right. people you're talking or even about. in polls, like of like a potential, you know, theoretical presidential race. Many of them are beating Trump. Right. And I mean, obviously none of that really matters, but it shows you like, you can't really say, Oh, I don't know. These guys are cheating when there are still people saying like, I would support this person. Right. And I think there's maybe a little bit of denial about where the party is actually moving right. where these establishment people are like, no, 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 it's chill. It's chill. Like, these people are on the fringe and no one's really buying into that message, but they are. Yeah. And their confirmation bias is weird. Like afterwards, they're like, I think uh, John Delaney won that debate. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, like, that's just totally insane. Like, how? Yeah. Because they brought up, because they think they won the debate because they bring up these ideas about like, oh, uh, how is like uh, Medicare for all going to work? Like you're going to make people get off their health care, you know? So they bring up what they were calling like Republican talking points and all that stuff. But in the mind of uh, these commentators, they're taking the thunder away from like the leftists who are moving along with their policy proposals that the left is is like coalescing around. And that's what I don't understand. The left is coalescing around these policy issues. Also, 
Trump promised everyone anything and 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 what, whatever they wanted. Trump said, right. "You get it, you get it, you get it." And uh, that's why I don't understand why the Democrats have to always be so um, rigorous, rigorous about yeah. the numbers. Right? <laughs> you know? right. It's yeah, like yeah. this is going to work. Who cares? Get, tell them everything. And also. I, I was listening to some like uh, to some British coverage, and they describe uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie as like the radicals. They call them like the, the part of the radical wing of the Democratic Party, and I thought that was super interesting because they they're not the radicals to me whatsoever. Here in America, we, I don't think. Do you think they're seen as radicals? Do you think a Warren is seen as a radical? Among some certain people, people, yeah, yeah sure. basically, really. Like- Anybody like, who's I like neoliberal s- probably knows better now than to call them radicals, but maybe like between each other might call them radicals well, I think and maybe, call their positions on certain things. Yeah, radical. I think it's probably because they have such a clear idea of what is wrong in the country and how to fix it that yeah. it upends a lot of the established thinking and knowledge on a lot of these topics. So I guess by definition, like it's it'll be radical change. Yeah. But I think it's fucking radical, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I also think Elizabeth Warren's gonna win. I think she's. I think. Uh, I think. I think she's got the message and and the and the tone. Yeah. But it seems like a very They're... simple thing that these corporate, uh, you know, media entities are missing. Like these people are leading because the American people are tired of having a government that helps corporations instead of helping them. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders specifically say we will help people instead of corporations. And like they're just like, we we don't get what where's this How do you support do that? coming from? What are they talking about? You must be lying. And I think it's because like corporations and just the whole like current uh ecosystem of like the American capitalist instinct is so like finely interwoven into the DNA of like even our media institutions that they just can't it's like an impossible thing for them to see. It's like they're trying to fix a yeah. problem with the instrument that caused the problem. Right. So I, I want to know what campaign, what Democratic campaign has the like um, most efficient and ruthless social media experts on their side. I feel like the the ones with the data mining capabilities to target and then ruthlessly target um, with uh, within the laws, but uh, outside of maybe the norms of what are like n- normal morals of campaigning, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm sure there's plenty of room in those laws because there's few fucking moral laws when it comes to well, campaigning. Look what in 2016, they're and like, that's what blotted our break, and that's like, what I mean, right, huh. and that's what I mean. And like, I don't know, Democrats gotta play dirty. Well, that's they what gotta I, play dirty within the laws, and the laws are are vast. A lot <laughs> the of the laws shit, are vast. A lot of shit that uh, seemed shady that Trump did in 2016 was stuff Obama did well in 2012. Sure, that. We were just like, yeah, okay. But that needs to happen again. And like, the only thing we knew about Clinton's like social media strategy was she was like, no, nah, we don't need a hot Facebook person. We're better. We're good. Yeah. Have you seen who, have you seen our candidate? It's yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't need Ignore Facebook. what my husband was doing on that plane. Right. My real question Ooh, that I've boy. started asking myself though, as like, I, I don't want to talk over the fact that Bill Clinton is a pedophile. Uh, we <laughs> we'll should, get we there. should allegedly, allegedly, it'll come that out. He's a, yeah, that yeah. that will be a subject For we'll sure. probably talk about later this episode. But as like the you know Mueller testimony and the 2020 election are starting to like be in the news at the same time, I'm like wondering. So who's going to intervene on behalf of the Democrats? Like whose interest is it in to ha- to have a strong America. I'm guessing it would be like Nobody. Germany. 
Wouldn't Germany, Germany want not to the point where they would fuck around? I mean, like well, you're doing it for like to do to go that far. It's for a serious purpose. Yeah, but they and, can't like, be worried that Trump is going to catch them. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, I think if anything, oh, you're saying it would maybe be someone who is trying to like just tank Trump's campaign, yeah. basically. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a way for people to be like, how do we like goose the fucking motor, the engine to get this Democrat like running high? Yeah. No, no, I just think it's whatever Russia did to the uh, you, Democrats that somebody needs to do to the Republicans. Right. Like some foreign country is going to. Like that's what Mueller said during his testimony. You, you need an international dark deep state. You yeah. don't yeah, it can't be it can't be an ally. It can't it's not gonna be China. They don't want uh the uh, yeah. uh the Democrats in power. China is dealing with the dumbest human being they've probably ever negotiated yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, They're yeah. like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. It to needs us. to be like an international Avengers dark internet web right. unit. Right. Is that the yeah. technical term for it? You I know? believe so. George yeah. Soros and Tom Steyer need to get together and fund some sort of I don't know. Yeah, there are own Basis troll farm. Iran. Maybe Iran wants to help the Democrats too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think, uh, well, yeah. I think more, more, most of these candidates would be really willing to get back into the Iran nuclear deal and yeah, try totally. and bring some stability that's, versus like, let's just fucking saber rattle all fucking day and I mean. see what happens. Just some of the other candidates like Pete Buttigieg. Wow. When he said the racial divide lives within me. I Oh, almost, yeah, the debate. I almost faint. I was like, what? Who? What? Okay. Uh, and Marianne Williamson, look, I cannot take her seriously as a candidate, but she definitely made like a really solid um, point about like how marginalized and people of color in this country are affected by like especially environmental injustice and saying that in Detroit from people know about the situation in Flint. That got a huge response. And she did it in a way where very believably, because she is such an like empath, you know, spiritual person. Yeah, she's got like it felt very sincere. And I think that's why it drew a lot of applause. And I think a lot of these other candidates need to take note of that. Because what she's saying, I think a lot like a John Delaney would never fucking be very sober eyed. Because it was risky. Yeah. But at the same time, like when you're dealing with facts, though, we're living now also, too, like we can start saying some of these things. I mean, we should be saying a lot of these things out loud because they're true to, and really motivate people to say, like, yes, let's correct this. What you always hear from a candidate is it could happen anywhere. And right. she was like, this wouldn't happen in my white neighborhood. Right. And right. Gross point. Right. And that was like a clear uh, shot that is something I had not seen a politician do. Also, I mean, whether she's serious or not as a candidate, the thing that annoys me is how everyone calls her like a kook and all that stuff. She is authentic. And I'm sorry, authenticity right. is all that matters in politics anymore because of this like ogre of authenticity, you know, he's lying, sure, but he's authentic in his lying, became the president because he just says what he feels. She's like up there. That's how she speaks. And honestly, regardless of whether it's like kooky or she's saying dark psychic forces I feel that way we feel that way all my witches in my in my world are my best friends and the coolest people that I know and I'm like I'm all about their like crystal talk and their astrology talk and yeah. all that stuff and it's there it's authentic whether they believe in all that whether I believe in it, it doesn't matter they're good people she feels to me like something different and I'm eager to see where that goes she's well, not gonna win but I would like to yeah. see what I mean, happens she's got kind of weird takes on vaccines and things like sure. that but like and a lot but I do I do know what you mean I think deep down there is some there isn't something dark I mean she is kind of there uh, uh, there there are times I'm like I think she's a grifter there are other times I'm like I think she sincerely does care about like earth because she does strike me as one of those like crunchy granola hippie sure. type people who's like 
who would like cry seeing a tree get cut down. She's a self-help guru, and I think that there's something inherently just like uh, fishy about that. Yeah. But um, to have someone up on stage talking earnestly about love, but not just love, about loving yourself, and not <laughs> and and also about like she's like, oh, you don't feel well, eat better, you dumb idiot, you know. <laughs> and like, and there's there's something intriguing, not because it's like it's stop letting people off the hook for their yeah. like like liberals do that too much. Everything is the fault of someone else. Take some personal responsibility right. for it make yourself a happier person and that's kind of what i'm interested in what she's saying because it's it's usually like conservatives who are like pull yourself up by your goddamn bootstraps right. she's just saying love yourself yeah. people should <laughs> use her like in their cabinet maybe whoever ends up winning i yeah. would get an office of love yeah you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. i think surgeon general there was a moment where <laughs> i think after the debate or maybe before there was like a young child journalist who yeah. like wanted to interview her and ask her like a cool, cool a question and she just hits him with the truth he's asking if she has pets uh-huh have a cat. I had a cat, and the cat died. And the cat died. I had a cat, and the cat died. You kids gotta learn about death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's... kids gotta. But know she about does death. it like in that way, where yeah, it's like yeah. she's like, I want to describe the cat's entire life cycle. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the cat first after gestation came into this world, and I had it, and then it died. Yeah. She's but like. It was loved. Mm -hmm. She reminds me of like how I feel on drugs or like how I felt on drugs. She's just like totally fearless. Like, yeah, and then the cat died. Aww. How are you dealing with that? Not well? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Passage of time. Yeah. Passage of time. You know, can't hold on to death. Can't hold on to this body. Can't hold on to this earth. That's but right. yeah, there are other people who said Marianne Williamson won last night. I mean, I think she gave a, a better performance than the, the previous her, times. But I think really... When you look down, like really, I think when I distill it down to what it was, it seemed like the moderate wing, the centrist wing had tried to come full force at Bernie and Elizabeth and they held their fucking ground and basically smacked everyone down. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren won, although uh, Marion Williamson is always the most searched uh, person during any of her debates on, which on is, social media. And that's just great. I mean, maybe she's doing it for her brand, like, just right. like Donald Trump thought. And oh, hey, yeah. if that results in her winning unexpectedly, it's, she's better than Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. She's better than foreign, Trump. I think her like self-actualized like mentality might not be good for like on a foreign policy level. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I need to see like the secret be applied to sure. like foreign policy but i think at the end of the day like she to me she seems like she has a heart and already like when you're telling white people to apologize to people of color you know what you win marianne yeah. that but reparations answer was as legit a reparations uh answer you're gonna get from any uh politician in america right all right we're gonna take another quick break and we'll be right back And we're back, and there are more uh, normal details out of the world of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, he <laughs> allegedly would, you know, uh, we've talked before how he would hang out with like scientists, like like elite, scientific always luminaries. elite people, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Harvard, the like top top scientists in their Physicists, fields, yeah. and they would just you know, chill with him for whatever reason. And he would talk about how he wanted to impregnate the world 20 women at a time yeah. using DNA research and like cutting edge DNA shit. Well, he's just all about transhumanism, which is like eugenics 2.0, where it's like, yeah, yeah get the best people to whatever. But, but yeah, he had a ranch in Santa Fe where he was like, get 20 women at a time, Thanks. inseminate them and just keep it moving. Right. And why does everything this guy have just sound like the worst thing? Your plane sounds like the worst plane in the world. Your yeah, ranch sounds ranch. like 
he takes cool things right. and turns them into right. It's like, damn, you want a plane? Yeah, the Lolita Express. No, no. right. You want a ranch? Yeah, a uh, fuck ranch for pregnancies yeah. and to seed the world with your genetic sequence. Have with you ever my wanted to go, go on vacation at a ranch that was kind of like the fundamentalist uh, Church of the Latter Day Saints? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the, and then what was the was the report about him wanting to cryogenically freeze his head and penis? Was yeah. that in that? Was I that, think that was also both this, heads? That's new? This is the shadiest that the New York Times ever gets. But yeah, this was a New York Times report, and they talked about how he liked to say he was going to freeze his head and head. And it's funny because he uh, predictably has a very weird dick. That's like something that has come up in depositions where like people, you know, the women who he sexually abuses can identify him by his weird egg-shaped penis. Egg and shaped. so- Wait, egg, huh? It's thin the- at the base, wide in the middle, and then thin again at the top. Uh, Whoa, like yeah. a spade? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. No, less that's, sharp at the end. It seems yeah. a, they say egg shaped yeah. in in the uh, deposition. Full the lawyer yolk. opens it by saying, "Mr. Epstein, do you have an egg shaped penis?" That's literally the first oh, question. Oh, like wow. because because he's like doesn't want to be nice to Jeffrey Epstein for some reason, but he, he also uh, I guess he was pointing to the sperm bank that was full of like Nobel laureates in the 80s and was like saying you know it's this high minded like he couched everything in this like you know scientific forward thinking right. terms but like you could also put it in terms of that like creepy uh, pregnancy doctor who like impregnated 40 different women with his sperm well that's and then like got found out and killed himself. Like that's oh wow. That's also who who it's like. But wait, so did, did he donate? Like, are there like little Epstein babies out there? Oh, I don't know. There, there was. Dicks. They said there was nothing, no evidence to support that he actually followed through on the plan. Right. But it's yeah. just something he would always brag about when he's around scientists and like all these scientists they talk to. They're like, yeah, it was weird. Like he would just kind of like. We would be talking about something and it just immediately segue into his like ranch, his pregnancy I ranch. I mean, this guy's been running around for fucking years yeah. doing all of this. And people have been, people have known about it for years. This right. is why, I mean, have you talked about it on the show where like Pizzagate, it makes sense that people believe in Pizzagate because, you know, Pizzagate was like. Yeah, right. About all the like, yeah, pedophile child sex. Because there's this uh, rich guy in the sky the Eggman, you know, with his ranch, <laughs> right? Like, and like, of course, like, I guess these conspiracy theories about international cabals of sex traffickers of for elite politicians is maybe real. Yeah, could you right. imagine? And then QAnon is also real, and we're like, what the? I fuck? mean, I didn't want to come here to talk about QAnon <laughs> being real, but <laughs> right, it's no. just it gets complete. Yeah. It just gets flipped on its head, so it's the other side. Well, and now there was that other report that uh, the prosecution's saying there's going to be about a million pages of evidence in this trial. And I shouldn't say it's the other side, because he is a fan of both uh, liberals and conservatives. He... He's rich. Yeah. That's the the thing they got right. It's rich people uh, sexually abusing. The the sick, twisted part about it is that uh, uh, pedophilia... Knows no political distinction. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So we talked on maybe yesterday's episode or a couple days days ago about how Equifax was agreeing to settle, uh, give everybody $125 at least. uh, And now in just typical Equifax being the worst company fashion, have decided they're not going to do that anymore. Well, no, it's not that they're not doing it anymore. The, The... 
so so the issue with the settlement actually, and I we probably should have read all the fine print before we were like, yo, go get your one twenty five. No, you that, don't need to read the fine print with Equifax. <laughs> yeah, right. We're, you just was go. that there was a small pot of money that was basically only thirty one million dollars, oh. and so with all these people go and exhaust the fund. Now they're like, well, we have one hundred twenty five dollars per person, but if it goes to that, we're gonna have to keep cutting the pieces up to the point where you might get a check for a couple cents. So a lot of people were saying it's better to actually just look at the free credit monitoring that they're offering because at this point, so many people are trying to claim the cash prize uh, that it's easy. Like if you're going to get something from them, actually take the free credit monitoring. Uh, But again, it's like, but from them too? Yeah. Yeah. Here's more of my information. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that's also just comes down on like the FTC who only, you know, only hits them with such a small fine. Like, you know, com- like when you compare that to what the company's worth and the kind of revenue it generates, like, mm-hmm. yeah, 31. Okay, sure. Oh, no, $31 million. I'm going to pay that. They should give <laughs> everyone a trip to a sex ranch. <laughs> uh, well, Casey, uh, it has been a pleasure having you as always. We're going to have to cut today's episode short. No. Nope. Miles and I have to run. Problem. Happy we've, to be here. We've got all kinds Thanks of things going on. We've got a lot of things cooking, Zyke Gang. A lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Got all day. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> all right. Well, so we'll leave the mics on. Casey, you just Please, do your thing. Let's do it. Fill uh, the next 20 minutes. Where can people find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at KCLEY, and that's C A S E Y L E Y. Um, uh, also listen to my podcast The Gay Power Half Hour which I do every week with Tony Soto you can find that on SoundCloud iTunes Spotify all your podcast things The Gay Power Half Hour and uh, yeah check those things out because I'm a stand up comedian and I do shows and I talk for a living yeah very (laughs) funny stand up comedian (laughs) people should check that out is there a tweet you've been enjoying oh yeah it was about Marianne Williamson and it said um, uh, if we're not careful a gang of internet gays and anti-vaxxers are going to make Marianne Williamson present. <laughs> <laughs> and that was from you? Oh, no, that's not from me. Oh, okay. Oh, you? Want, oh no, sorry. I, didn't, I forgot I had to have a tweet. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's go with that one. I love that tweet. Okay. Miles, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, let's see. A tweet I like uh, from Jess Dweck. Uh, so at the Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. The most upsetting part of seeing Marianne Williamson on the debate stage is that it means the secret works. Yeah. Um, is one. Uh, another one is from, oh, yes, Molly Lambert at Molly Lambert just said, isn't anyone else exhausted by New Age grift or white women? Mm-hmm. And Andrew T. responded, white women aren't. <laughs> Nor are gays. Yeah. <laughs> Dana Schwartz tweeted, every once in a while, I remember how my high school acting teacher made students perform scenes from his own unproduced autobiographical play that he wrote. Uh, That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Marcella Arguello tweeted, men lie so much about their height that when they meet me, they start lying to me about my height. (laughs) Sir, I am absolutely not six foot six, but you are absolutely five foot nine. And then fossilized tree resin tweeted, I'm not like other girls, she said, golden skin shimmering in the summer sun. And she wasn't. She was a rotisserie chicken that I bought, took outside, and performed a small skit with in the parking lot before eating in my car while sobbing loudly. A little poem for you guys. Uh, I'm going to be out for a while, uh, but there will be guests, hosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take off, Uh, man. See you later, dude. All right. Bye. I'm going to hold it down. Footstep, 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 footstep. Fading down the hall. Do you... 
I'm not really bare going feet. anywhere. Oh, okay. He's gone. Whoa. That was crazy. It's just uh, ducking down. <laughs> that's what I do instead of take vacations. I just yeah, just do a yeah. puts a sheet over himself and sits in the corner. room exit. You can follow me at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as the song we ride out on, Miles. What is that going to be Let's do today? a track from Fortet. We did a Fortet remix, but let's do one from his album from 2003 called Rounds. And this called this track is called My Angel Rocks Back. Fort E.T.? For, no. What? Yeah. Fortet. No. Fort E.T. What do you mean? No, F-O-U-R. Like a F-O-U-R-T-E-T. Oh, got it, got it. Very com- we're very confused right now. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are it away for free. That's going to do it for today. Uh, I'll be gone for a week. Miles will be back tomorrow with more podcasts, and he will talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.